You're listening to Catholic Chicago. Ahead, the Archdiocese of Chicago brings you programs about the people, events, and issues that touch our lives. Welcome to Catholic Chicago. everybody and welcome to our program here on this bright chilly Monday morning here in Chicago on uh, what is today's date today is October 17th so thanks for listening or uh, watching here we are doing live streaming and this also repeats itself on uh, YouTube which is pretty cool um, so here we do uh, here we are uh, on this bright Monday morning here in Chicago talking about some of the topics of concern to the Catholic Conference uh, who represent our our mission is to represent the bishops down at uh, the state capitol in Springfield. And um, we have basically two broad topics here we're going to talk about uh, and kind of drill down on some specifics. The first topic we're going to discuss briefly is the uh, scholarship tax credit. It's been around for a while, uh, as most people know who watch or observe these things. The program is a pilot program, five-year pilot program, and it is up for renewal this year. So we will be in Springfield advocating that program continue, uh, hopefully forever, making it permanent. Um, it would really help uh, the perception of the stability of the program for donors and for recipients alike. Um, and interesting enough, we actually have a hearing on that uh, issue tomorrow uh, here in Chicago. So we hope and pray that goes well, and I'm sure it will. Um, so anyway, we'll talk a little bit about the tax credit scholarship program. And really, we're taking kind of a uh, not a legislative twist on it, but uh, the twist of the looking at uh, donations and some creative ways that some people have come together to raise money for uh, individuals who don't live in their area who would benefit from the tax credit scholarship program. So we'll talk about that here in a second. And then secondly, we'll be reviewing uh, a video that came out recently. Um, I think it was put up by the Illinois Right to Life. And it calls attention to the uh, Reproductive Health Care Act that passed a couple years ago and some of the provisions in there. And one of the individuals who's in that video uh, her name is Sarah Michalak, and she uh, made some interesting comments uh, about uh, what abortion does to a woman and what happens uh, after that procedure and kind of a different take on, on the issue. And I thought it'd be interesting to hear Sarah uh, talk a little bit more about that. She's with uh, Students for Life. It'll be uh, probably about 8.30 or so, give or take a couple minutes, uh, where we'll bring in that topic. But first... Uh, let's go to our first topic here uh, on the show this morning. And with us, we have, I think we have three guests. We have, well, let's do two. Uh, the first one I know, uh, Father Wayne Watts, uh, who <coughs> is well-traveled, uh, a Marquette alum. We have that in common. Uh, he is at, where are you now, St. Joseph's or St. Francis Xavier? I can't remember. Guess what? We're both. Both. Okay. It's all, I... one, it's all one name, Saints Joseph and Francis Xavier. We're all one parish, happily united. 
And, you know, I was just joking the other day about this, trying to learn the new parish names and where they are. Right. And it'll take it's you and I a lifetime to figure right. them all out. So, okay, there's one more down. So you, when you don't know, just can assume that they're both. And also with us, we have Chris Vallis. Is, am I pronouncing your name correctly, Chris? Uh, Chris is involved with this program where we talk about uh, his efforts to raise money uh, at St. Joseph and St. Francis Xavier. Is that how we have to pronounce these times? Um, Saints JFX. Saints JFX. Saints JFX. JFX is a little easier. About I, I yeah. like that. Yeah, let's go with the letters. Anyway, uh, before I continue to botch this, Chris, thanks for joining us here this morning. Um, welcome to our program. And Chris, why don't we just start with you? It sounds like um, you have uh, something to do with this effort. Why don't you describe to us what you're you guys are trying to do? Good thing. Um, and first off, thanks for for the time and for helping us increase awareness, which is one of the biggest uh, objectives. That's what we're um, doing. In terms of the tax credit scholarship program, but we've uh, maybe just in terms of uh, our personal, our family's involvement um, since the act was passed in 2017. Um, initially, we were, uh, you know, participated as as being donors, uh, just because it's such a phenomenal program and the multiplier effect and the bang for your buck uh, yeah. as a donor. Um, and then uh, more recently, about a year ago, uh, I joined the board of Empower Illinois, which is sort of the largest uh, SGO or scholarship granting organization. Um, and it's really think of them as sort of the, the hub or the portal, um, you know, within the overall tax credit scholarship program, doing everything from uh, advancing uh, legislative efforts to improving the legislation. So, Bob, to your point about trying to make this a permanent um, program, that's something that Empower Illinois is very interested in. And, and the other is the other issue beyond trying to get this to be a permanent program strategically is just you know our demand far, far outstrips the supply for this, right? So we're in 21, uh, we were able to meet about slightly over 20 percent of the qualified applicants that were, you know, in the queue, if you will, for the scholarship. So uh, to that point, awareness, right? We need to create more awareness about this program, which is so phenomenal. Um, so that really helps spawn um, what I call uh, the Sharing Our Gifts uh, pilot program that we started with Saints JFX as sort of the sort of primary um, Parish that is going to be the, the lead donor group, if you will, and then and then the recipient, the targeted recipient in this case would be St. Thomas of Canterbury School, which has been a uh, the sharing uh, needy parish, if you will, uh, for Saints JFX going back 35 years, and Father Watts can fill us in a bit on that history. So the the focus really was we've got over 135 kids plus or minus on the wait list. To get a scholarships at St. Thomas Canterbury School, which is roughly an $800,000 uh, scholarship need, if you will. 100% um, of the students at St. Thomas at Canterbury are on scholarship and financial assistance, uh, just given the makeup of that parish uh, in uptown Chicago. And Father Wayne really came up with the idea, which was, hey, we, we've met the need at St. JFX for, for the, the folks that were on the scholarship queue here, why don't we expand our community to St. Thomas at Canterbury and embrace them um, and try to pool our resources to fund that $800,000 need they have for those 135 kids 
that are on the wait list. So that was really the, the genesis of the idea. And, and I think to take it a next step um, and working with Empower, it was, okay, let's let's try this. This will be the pilot program. And if this works, this yeah. could be a great way to help us scale and create more awareness around the Archdiocese of Chicago and elsewhere. It's a great idea. Uh, as you indicated, Chris, um, I, 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 we've done so many of these legislative briefings, but most times uh, we go over the uh, number of scholarships that uh, students in a legislative district have received, and then the waiting list. And it's pretty much standard. There's a couple outliers, but it's usually about three to one. For every scholarship that has been granted, there's three kids waiting right. in line. So right. we use that as the argument on why this program should be extended. Uh, you have a, we have a huge demand for the program. We can't meet it right now. Um, we need to raise more money to help meet that demand, but we also need to continue it so we can do that. So it, it's it's kind of one of those sort of blessings in disguise, maybe that uh, God willing, someday we'll be able to meet that demand. And I think what what you're trying to do is a great first step uh, in trying to target resources to those who meet it most. F- Father Wayne, um, th- this is a great idea. Um, is is the Thomas of Canterbury? Did they approach you? Did you approach them? How did you get that relationship? Actually, I we St. Francis originally, and now St. Joseph and Francis Xavier has had a relationship, as Chris mentioned, with St. Thomas. We help in their food pantry. We help, help in right. their clothing room. We help in their soup kitchen. We tutor in their school. We have a very robust relationship with this sharing parish of ours. And so when I knew our need was met, and I must say, I also knew that the need of my former parish, St. John Birchman's, <laughs> was met. I said, let's expand this. It's such a great program. Yep. We really should connect because we have a relationship and everything is about relationships. I think we have a relationship with uh, St. Thomas and the principal there, Christine Boyd, who's yeah. awesome and really cares about her students. She does. So, so I, I called her. I said, Where? I think she thought it was too good to be true when I told her this was our plan. Cause we take a collection once a month for tuition assistance at St. Thomas, a, a second collection. But this is like 50 times what we collect. Sure. Uh, this, this goal we have, and really what we want to do, and Chris kind of mentioned it, if this works, and Chris will probably tell you the details, it's working. Uh, if this works and we fund all the students who are need, who need a scholarship, we can go to other parishes that have sharing parishes themselves, that have schools, and say, this was so easy. We started on Pentecost Sunday. And we're going to be fully funded before the end of the liturgical year. I think most people know, if they don't, it's worth pointing out that the Saint, what we're calling JFX, is in Wilmette, Winnetka, that area. So, so it's an affluent area, and most people there have the means to donate. Um, I, I think your pro, I would imagine one of your biggest challenges is how to walk people through the process, which is, we Amen. all know, cumbersome. Yeah, it's difficult. Yeah, I think, Bob, to that point, that's really where Empower Illinois comes in, uh, in addition to, you know, the work of Father Wayne Watts and, and the rest of the, the staff at St. JFX. Um, Empower uh, and their staff really act as sort of the utility player to help people walk through that yep. process if they're doing it for the first time. 
because if you're doing it for the first time, there is a little bit of paperwork and an admin involved. But once you do it once, you're kind of set up in the system and it facilitates it so much for future donations. And so Empower has been tremendous, but in particular, we've got you know a point person on staff that is walking through donors, the process literally on the phone and on their computers and making what could be a 30 to 45 minute process down to 10 minutes yep. to, to sort of codify everything. And that's been a huge sort of oil in the system, if you will. But I think um, to, to your point, one of the, the biggest objectives in all of this creating more awareness is going to help us get permanence in the legislation, right? And the way we get permanence in the legislation is for every individual to be reaching out to their local legislator and say, this is too important to, to not have this, to be, to not be permanent. And the, the permanence is so important because the families and the schools, they need to know that they can rely on this going forward, yep. right? It's going to help a donor to sort of go through that first time. If they feel like, Hey, in the next five or 10 years, I can continue to do this. And the same things for the schools is they have to figure out and plan where their financial assistance is coming from, Absolutely. knowing that this will be here, you know, for, a, for an extended period of time helps, you know, their planning. So all of this is like a puzzle that sort of goes together. But at the end of the day, it's about expanding awareness. And, and the great thing about uh, this pilot program is we're, you know, on the um, threshold of crossing our $800,000 um target here is 80% of the donors in this program thus far have been first-time donors. That's fantastic. That's great. It's just getting the word out and telling people it can be done. It's not too good to be true. And and to really convince the other schools, Christine ultimately was convinced that we could do this. But there are a lot of schools out there that I have contact with that say, oh, we're not sure it's going to stick around, so we're not really promoting yep. it that much. Right. I think we all have to promote it. We have to tell people how easy it is. I was going to uh, – they want to take me – they want us to take a quick break here, and uh, we're going to do that. And, and when we do, I'm going to ask the guys uh, in the production. They're, I know Empower has a video. They have some information on their website about uh, how to donate. Maybe we can run that through the screen here for a second. Um and uh, before we take that break, I I'll make the point or just echo that point that Chris and Father Wayne made is that the first five years in any new program is difficult. And I think one of the apprehensions some donors have had is, is, is this real? Is this going to be around much longer? We've had attacks from political attacks from some legislators who wanted to kill a program early on. We survived that. Um, we all know what happened when the governor made some comments about wanting to change it a couple of years ago. We survived mm -hmm. that. Uh, we were able last year to extend the program in another year. I think this year is a big landmark year in terms of if we can get over this next hurdle and make this program permanent, give it some sort of stability in the law, I think then some donors will say, okay, this is around for at least another 10 years, whatever. I feel comfortable it's going to be around, et cetera. Let's take a quick break. Let's come back, um, and we'll talk more about uh, the how to donate and, and make sure people are comfortable with that. Um, this is Bob Gilligan with the Catholic Conference of Illinois talking about the tax credit program and what we can do to uh, continue its existence forever. Don't go away. We'll be right back.
Catholic Charities has had the privilege of helping people in need in Cook and Lake County for more than 100 years. We would like to take this opportunity to thank our frontline workers who, despite the unprecedented challenges of the past two years, continue to excel at their jobs every day. From the warehouse staff members who pack boxes of nutritious foods for low-income seniors, to the dedicated WIC employees who have remained open for families with children under the age of five, to our volunteers and restaurant partners who ensure that meals are available for those experiencing hunger, to our service coordinators and our professional counselors who continue their vital work in innovative ways, to our food pantry staff and to all those who work at Catholic Charities Call Center, finding solutions for every person who reaches out to us for help. Charity is at the heart of all you do, and we salute you. People always say, how can you spend your day with three-year-olds? Seeing the changes that they go through and just the journey and how they grow, this is a very rewarding job even though at the end of the day, we're not the highest paid people on earth. And when I have a parent contact me and say, my child loves school, that to me, I'm setting that foundation for their love of learning. Because really you are changing lives, you are molding lives. Shape the next generation of leaders. Teach, apply today at artchicago.org slash school jobs. Catholic Charities Refugee Resettlement Program has been especially busy this year assisting individuals and families who have fled dangerous situations in their homeland, including Afghanistan and the Ukraine. The refugee resettlement team helps with everything they need to start to rebuild their lives in a new country, including housing, employment, clothing, food, English classes, and referrals for legal and immigration services. The refugees are tremendously grateful for the compassion and practical help they're receiving, and they're giving back and helping each other plan for a brighter, safer future. Volunteer opportunities are currently available for those who would like to be family mentors and tutors so children and adults can practice English. To learn more about these rewarding opportunities, call 312-655-7096. That's 312-655-7096. Welcome back, everybody. This is Bob Gilligan of the Catholic Conference of Illinois talking about the scholarship tax credit program or tax credit scholarship program. We say these terms, terms interchangeably. We're talking with Chris Valance uh, and Father Wayne Wallace, who have uh, embarked on a very creative and successful program here to raise a lot of money for the tax credit scholarship program and to do it uh, in areas where kids really need it. Um, kids need it and everywhere, but I think uh, the geographic area that they're talking about near St. Thomas of Canterbury is particularly uh, in need, as I think Father Wayne said, I think 100% of the kids would qualify uh, who go to that school. Um, can you, uh, either of you talk a little bit about some of the marketing 
steps you took to make people more. You're you're embarking on raising eight hundred thousand dollars. That's a substantive sum of money to raise, even with the tax credit scholarship. You must have had a steady drumbeat of messages from the parish or outreach. And I'm wondering if you could talk a little bit about what you did specifically to engage potential donors that maybe we could learn from in other areas. So maybe I'll just say it was a kind of a twofold effort. There was a behind the scenes effort to get a match pool and and Chris can talk about that. And then we announced it on Pentecost Sunday to uh, the sharing our gifts campaign um, at all the masses. But Chris, maybe talk about getting that match pool. I think that was impressive. Um, As we talked about before, right? That this, this program has two huge benefits for, for donors, right? One is just the financial bang for your buck, right? For every dollar that, for every $4 that you're putting in, your net cost is $1, right? It's a four times multiplier effect um, in terms of the bang for your buck. And then obviously in this economic environment, um, trying, trying to figure out how to stretch your dollars is increasingly important. So what we, what we figured out is, hey, let's take this, let's take this 4X multiplier effect and let's make it even more attractive. So we, we had an $800,000 target. Um, we said, all right, let's, let's get a match pool of $400,000. Right? We really want to increase awareness. We're going to make this so attractive for donors that it's going to be hard not to give. So what we did- It was actually is, 600 uh, originally. Then we had 200 more added. Wow. Remember. Yeah, as we started the program, the need was 100 kids, and then the wait list grew to 135. So a $600,000 target all of a sudden became an $800,000 target. So the, the thought was we create a match pool of half of our target. So for the remainder amount, that other 50% that we had to fill, the pitch was pretty simple. It was, hey, for every, every dollar you put in, it'll be matched one for one. So all of a sudden... The 4x multiplier goes to an 8x multiplier for a new donor, if you will. That much more attractive, that much more leverage for your net cost. And that was, um, from a marketing standpoint, that got everyone's attention, I would say. And what we did, Father Wayne, myself, and Empower Illinois, we worked on that match pool initially with folks we knew had interest in the program um, and have been leaders in the parish in the past. And that helped us sort of codify that $400,000 match pool. And then we went out to the broader parish and we talked about how 50% of it was effectively raised and ready to be matched. And your 4X multiplier becomes an 8X multiplier. So in in round numbers for $750 of a net cost to you, right? Times that by eight times, that's $6,000. That's one child's tuition for the full year at St. Thomas of Canterbury, $650 net cost to you. And that really helped us uh, make people want to learn more about this program. That's a great idea. Um, and I, I take it that, uh, I think you said you're gonna fund all those scholarships at St. Thomas of Canterbury? That's our goal. Wow, that's fantastic, that's amazing. And, so we're, we're 90% plus of our target right now and active dialogue You're gonna do to have uh, that closed out within a month or so. You're going to do it. Um, and so I would imagine, Father Wayne, is it you? Are you going to try to spread this word to, to, to the other pastors? Is that the way that, that we can do this? Because um, there's a, yeah, there's a think, number of sharing parishes yeah. in, the, in, the, in this area. 
I think that's right. You know, I think thanks to the Chicago Catholic, they wrote an article yep. and a couple of people have reached out to me, parishioners and pastors themselves. Uh, in fact, on the course of the weekend, I got a, um, a correspondence from one of the private girls high schools in the city who are they're also looking for ways to um, get the word out. Great. But I'm I'm going to share it with um, my friends who yep. have sharing parishes. That, yep. So I, you know, my pastor friends. I think we have like a whole packet of what we did and how we did it, and it's it, it was not that hard, really. That that's fantastic. Yeah, I think the important the, the this is trying to provide like the blueprint for others to use it. Um, and, and Father Watts and Empower Illinois are going to help us take that blueprint and share it with other parishes to sort of do the same things. And we have lessons learned, right? We didn't do yeah, everything sure. <laughs> correctly, but I think it, it started off really for us uh, when Father Wayne talked about the target, um, which was a big number. He just said, you know, please just go meet uh, Principal Christine Boyd. Um, so I did that. And I was skeptical going in. And when I came out, you know, we had no choice. We, we had to do it. Yeah. Um, the benefits of the program were, were visible with one tour of the school and meeting a couple of students that have graduated and have gone on to phenomenal, uh, phenomenal things that are also giving back to their local grade school today. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm excited about this because I do think there's there's some juice here. I think we could take this and, and move this through some other parts of the city and, and the state for that matter. And, you know, I think off the top of our heads, we, we could identify some of those areas already. Um, you know, one of the things that just FYI that we're working on with Empower is to try to and, you know, I don't want to say this is going to be a panacea or a cure all, but is to do a little bit of a video uh, to try to increase awareness of the program. Um, some of the other bishops throughout the state are pretty excited about that. And also then take that and reference um, some more specific materials about how to donate. That seems to be a big barrier for the program. We recognize that. Um, and it's not a barrier that can't be overcome. It can be. It's just, I think, as Chris, you said, it's a little daunting at first. You have to, anytime you're talking about the Department of Revenue and taxes, some people sort of glaze over. You got to get them back up, walk them through it, and then it's not so bad. Because come April, when you get your taxes back, you're going to really like this. You're going to really like giving to this program. And so anyway, right. so we're talking about that. Um, we haven't quite worked out all the details, so hopefully that will help. Um, and, you know, maybe we should think about, you know, could we encapsulate, you know, this program a little bit to, to, to market that a little bit and get that word out? Because um, I'm excited about the opportunities here. I really am uh, cautiously optimistic that we're going to be able to get this legislation passed. We'll, we're going to get another extension of this program. And then, you know, I think the, the challenge for all of us is how do we get that to that $100 million cap? And once we hit the $100 That's million right. dollar cap, we come back to the legislature and say, look, you know, now we need to expand this further because um, it, it's just a matter of marketing, getting the word out and getting more donors comfortable with how to do it. The demand is there. It's just what we have to increase is the supply. So I actually, I'm going to let you guys finish up, Chris. Sorry, I, I have mass in two minutes. We're going to jump so, here first, but I'm going to give the final word to Chris. Yeah, I'd say um, uh, thanks, Father Wayne. Uh, since inception 2018, over 37,000 scholarships have been granted to this program. So in terms of getting the word out, we get the donors. We know there's so much demand. And the more kids that are on scholarships, the more 
difficult it's going to be not to extend it, not to make it permanent from a political perspective. So the best way to help is to is to donate and get more kids on scholarships because more families are then going to demand from their legislators that this stays a, a permanent policy. You got it. Chris, thanks so much. God bless you. Uh, great to see that you're a part of the Empower Board, I think you said, and uh, look forward to working with you and others on this exciting program uh, to not only get this program extended in the law, but also to increase the donations to it. Uh, and also thanks to Father Wayne, who had a jump. Uh, mass is more important than a radio show. Uh, don't go away, everybody. We'll be right back. We're going to switch gears a little bit. We're going to be talking with Sarah uh, Mitchgleck and talk a little bit about uh, some of the comments, some of the issues that are going on with the Illinois Reproductive Health Care Act. We'll be right back.